that's a triple play. New episodes of Kenway. Yeah. Open your mind at the first gate. Press play, no need to debate. AOA. Check me out. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And Gavin. What's up? <laughs> and today we are going to review the movie named Tales from Earthsea Ghibli film. Uh, go through the brief synopsis on it real quickly for you. Um, so 2006 Japanese animated fantasy film directed by Goro Miyazaki, which might strike some people right off the bat, be like, who's this Goro guy? Um, it is Hayao Miyazaki's son. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, this was his first film. I could be wrong. Yes, there, but yes. First directorial debut. I mean, and he's last. worked on other stuff. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And he's dead now. Yeah. It's like, Gavin, that's just not true. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, passing the torch, uh, as it were, um, you know, to Goro, animated by Studio Ghibli. Um, now, this film in in general, which is an interesting one, um, is touted as one of the not-so-good Ghibli worst, films. Worst, I think, is the word you're yeah, looking for. Yeah, I think for. worst was, <laughs> was the word that I am looking for, uh, which is interesting yet you know a little sad and i mean someone had to take the crown for that right because they can't all just be the best there's got to be one that's the worst right um but i think what we want to break down or at least the way that uh, i want to format this discussion is in the frame of light of is it the worst because it's just a bad movie or is it the worst as compared to other ghibli films and i think that is where we want to see it because just because right you could talk about like something like the dark knight trilogy if we're talking about batman and be like well you know batman's batman begins was the worst one but like batman begins was still a good fucking movie right so like i think that's what shut the fuck up gavin he's looking at me like i have two heads no, i don't know batman. i've never seen it so I'm, oh okay I'm, I'm, i have I'm, like, I'm pretty I sure know. it's not the worst of that trilogy i i literally no i actually i don't even agree with that saying i was oh, saying that as okay. an art as as a right Dude, like you lying. could say that Fuck you. Okay, you can say the Dark Knight Rises is the worst one. We're not saying the Dark Knight because then I'm slapping you. That's not no, it. That's fair. Okay, thank you. Okay, it could be the Dark Knight Rises you say is the worst movie. My point is the movie alone, my personal opinion, is not bad. It is just the worst out of the three. So I think that's okay. where the discussion, yeah. you know, in what a I mean? category where, of where, them just being bad movies in general. So yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're agreeing that I just toasted all. No, of that, honestly, man? this is me just not listening to you and getting oh, okay. you yeah, yeah, yeah. your point. Yeah. I think sure. he's just trying to get to the <laughs> review. Even, now. Like the best We're done like, listening yeah, to what you're saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> brief plot here: the crew of War Gallery are up against the storm. Suddenly, two dragons are fighting above the clouds, during which the white dragon is killed suddenly by the black dragon. An occurrence believed to have been impossible for centuries. Um, news of the kingdom declining and nothing heard from Prince Arin troubles the king. Uh, of the once tranquil kingdom of Enland. Uh, the wizard Root speaks of dragons and men once being as one, divided by the particular desires, which is the cause of the world's balance, gradually weakening. Um, so then we go from there and we get into the whole movie. So let's actually talk about the movie now and what our thoughts were. Um, so Gavin, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts on the movie were. It was interesting because it's definitely a slow burner. So when, when you first watch it, you know, they lay out the premise and obviously... Um, he kills his father, he goes on this thing, you know, whatever floats out at sea, yada yada, gets picked up by Sparrowhawk, and they're going through this, like, expedition journey across, honestly, you don't even know what land it is at this point in the show, 
and you're kind of just figuring out where they're going, and they don't even know. And he says, I don't know what I'm looking for. We're just going on a journey. So mm-hmm. you're like, bet. You're going to be, like, coming across cool shit. You're going to be doing X, Y, Z. Well, I'm going to find out. I'm ready for it. And it's like you're you're sitting through the progression of, progression of the show, and I remember looking at a timestamp, and it's like they got into their first city, and, you know, they're doing their thing. Still nothing really happens, you know? Like, they had that one altercation when um, – you had the like slave traders the or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they and they took the they took that initial girl, and then you know like he saved him by like fucking swinging his sword and shit. And you're like, all right, this is where some action's gonna start. We're gonna be going ham, and then right after that scene, they're like, now nah, we're gonna blue ball you, and you're just gonna go back <laughs> on your journey of doing nothing. And you check your timestamp, and you're like, bro, we're 40 minutes in the movie, and nothing really happens, you know, or happened. And at that point, I'm like, okay, it's hour and 55 minutes. There has to reach a point in the end that it's going to really pick up like some really high, like climactic shit where it's like, I'm sitting here for the premise. You're, you're stringing me along. There's got to be a peak that's just going to, it's going to blow my mind. And although it reaches a peak of sorts, it was nothing to where it made it worth sitting through that hour and 20 minute like exposition. And I was really just like, why did I watch it? If that makes sense. And and it's not that, and I feel bad because it really wasn't a bad movie. Aesthetically, it was very nice. It was pleasing. It's very simplistic. You know, it has that it has that Ghibli flair where the characters look familiar. You know, the the world that they created it's similar to other worlds that they have made in terms of like just visual appearance. So that's nice, and it's refreshing to look at and watch because it is different and it's older. So it's like a little bit of a nostalgic feel, but. I, I don't want to sit there for that duration of a time and not really get anything from it, especially when you know fi- Ghibli films are known for really delivering hidden messages and motifs that even if they're not glaring at you, you still have something to reflect on, and it makes it feel justifiable for sitting through that whole duration right, yeah. and completing it. And this movie I just felt was very lacking in delivering a message, which they did deliver messages, and I can't say that they didn't, but... It wasn't to a register that they have before to where it made it just gratifying at the end. Um, and I guess that's, like, my real, like, stick per stick for it. But um, I didn't know if you felt the same way, Isaiah, with it because I know you um, had the same feelings where it was, like, a slow burn that didn't even catch fire at the end. Yeah. And that's my feeling. Um, I just kind of straight didn't like the movie. <laughs> um, I, like, because, all right. To, to level with anyone watching here or listening, we've watched quite a few Ghibli movies by the time we rolled around to this one. And it would take, I feel like it would take one of his best movies at this stage to like just pull me back into this for another ride. And I feel like we've already watched those. <laughs> so like, I feel like, I feel like I was, I was already sort of going into this with like one busted leg because I was going into it like, <sighs> Turn on another Ghibli. Because <laughs> it's like, I've just seen, you know what it is? We've seen so many in such a short succession that like, I've definitely become burnt out on it. On like just the, the, the genre of Miyazaki. They've lost their charm. Yeah. I feel, you know, I don't even like, I don't even know if it's necessarily that they've lost the charm, but it's like, I've seen too much of it's it in say. such a small amount of time. Like my prior memories to doing this show of Ghibli movies or, or Miyazaki movies is like, I would watch like one, maybe two every couple of years, right? So it's like every time I saw it, it's like, oh yeah, this shit. Like I fucked with this shit. I love this shit. But like after you see six, like in the time span of two weeks, it's like, 
ah, this nigga again. All right, here we go. Like, let's watch, you know, and good because they all, like, they all, they all say, not, I don't want to say they say the same thing, but they all take place in, like, the same kind of world, right? Now, it may not be, like, they're obviously different as far as, like, the literal settings, um, but they're all in some sort of fantasy world where it's, like, the whole general premise is something about, like, you know what I mean, some group of kids going on an adventure to either change themselves or change whatever yeah. society they come in contact with. So, again, like, when you... I don't really... This isn't even a Miyazaki thing, because I think, to be honest, if you watched any one person's, you know, any, any art or thing of, like, one person made in, like, such a short amount of time like you would just you sort of you know what i mean like pick up on these things mm-hmm. but it's like watching so many of these movies because they are in a way like so not like copy and paste but like so so adjacent to each other almost in like synopsis and like premise and like the world building and the kind of lore that it uses and even like the art style um where it almost weirdly feels like like Marvel movies in my mind, you know, where it's like, if you told me all these movies were connected, like this was all one world, I would buy it because Mm -hmm. they all feel, you know, like just disjointed places in time, but they all feel like they happen or exist in the same world. Mm -hmm. The problem with this movie is like some of the stuff from his better movies, um, like I say his, but like I'm now referencing Hayao Miyazaki, not Goro, but like some of the better Ghibli movies, let's just say like Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, um, like the stakes feel like real and they feel like heavy, you know, and like thing yeah. the the plot ha- like this movie literally feels like you could put it on as like white noise and it, you'd get the same amount from it as like if you watched it. Like it feels like you just kind of like you said go through like an hour and and whatever uh minutes of like nothing really happening, yeah. you know? And it's like I don't I don't know. I when I was like looking up the movie after I watched it my the immediate red flag was hearing that this movie is based off of six books and not one. So it's like, you know what I mean? That's like if somebody tried to do, make one Harry Potter movie and had all six books instead of, you know, so it's like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there's problem number one. Because it's like a lot of the stuff you go through in this movie that feels like skipped over or like, you know what I mean? Like really uh, pushed forward mm-hmm. is like the movie expects you to have already read and be a fan of the Tales of Receipt books and like know what happened. So it doesn't feel the need to go into that stuff and explain it the problem is this isn't the books. This is the movie. So somebody might be watching this too, not like, you know what I mean? Indifferent to reading the book. So it's like, you can't, I feel like that's like the one, that's the one cardinal sin of other than literally taking six books and cramming them into one movie. Um, it's like, you have to, you have to take the time to flush and explain that stuff out. Cause that's yeah. the difference between like me watching this and being like, all right, I kind of didn't fuck with some things, but like, I like the world and I like what, who these characters are versus like, I don't even literally know mm-hmm. like who this guy is or what he wants or why that matters. You know? Yeah. I actually think it's really interesting that you bring that up. Right. Because so ironically, um, the film reached number one at the Japanese box office on its opening week with a gross of over 900 million yen or 7.7 million us dollars pushing pirates of the Caribbean dead man's to second place and became the number one movie in the country for five weeks. But I wanted to get to the fact that they crammed so many books into it, right? Because long story short, they were asking for approval to get this thing animated. And the creator of the books was a little hesitant at first. And she's like, okay, you know, after seeing My Neighbor Totoro, she, you know, took a step back. She was like, all right, we'll do it. But then when she learned that it was Goro and at Hayo, she was a little disappointed. Um, and now it says, while she was positive about the aesthetics of the film, writing that much of it was beautiful, she took great issue with its reimagining of the reimagining of the moral sense of the books and greater focus on physical violence. Quote, 
Evil has been com- comfortably eternalized in a villain, Lee Juin writes. The wizard, Cobb, who can simply be killed, thus solving all problems. In modern fantasy, killing people is the usual solution to the so-called war between good and evil. My books are not conceived in terms of such war and offer no simple answers to simplistic questions. So I think that's pretty interesting that, you know, a lot of mm. times we talk about so long as an animation or, I'm sorry, an adaptation um, sticks true to the heart and the core of what the prior books or, you know, information or source material was rooted in, then generally you're okay. But that could be an argument for as to why maybe, and I'm curious to see if you guys agree. Um, I know that's on a little bit of a deeper level, but you know, the fact that it didn't stick to its, its roots in that sense as to why maybe it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it didn't land. Well, what's actually funny is, I actually thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. <laughs> Not necessarily the fact that it uses violence as sort of like an oversimplification of the of the problems in the story where it's like, ah, just like, you know, stab this nigga and he's dead and then you can do whatever you want. But I think, again, and maybe this is just something I specifically noticed because of like what I went into before about how many of these movies I've seen, you know, in, uh, you know, one after the other, the way violence is used in this movie sort of paints it as like a much darker vision than a lot of the other movies now like granted you have you know again movies like princess mononoke and stuff where there is violence used and it's depicted but like there was something almost like incessantly dark about the way that it's done in this movie Mm -hmm. um which i again coming from a ghibli movie like i actually liked i think one of the uh anchors that a lot of his movies um or a lot of these studio ghibli movies sort of like rest on is that like they're very universally appealing, right? And it's like you could show this to a five-year-old or a 50-year-old, and they're both probably going to like it, um, and more or less for the same reasons. Again, one might pick up different motifs and themes and, and what have you than the other. Um, but this movie, not to say that, like, it's not geared towards kids or anything like that, but, like, again, the, the way that, like, characters interact with one another and the, and the types of problems and conflicts and stuff that they're using, the way that violence is used in it, mm-hmm. I actually think is one of the only legs that this movie really has to stand on because I think it's something that, like, the problem is I feel like they, even with that, though, they didn't, like, commit to that, right? Yeah, and now that I think about it, and not that I don't agree with her because obviously it's her, <laughs> or not, yeah. it's, it's obviously her work and yeah. she's going to depict it how, you know, she, it it's the closest relevancy to her because she made it than anybody else. So obviously she's going to have the most emotional ties to it. For me, that's not, again, what Isaiah said. I'm not going to piggyback off of it. That wasn't a problem for me because it was done in taste and... Like, there wasn't any unnecessary violence. Like, it wasn't just people running around. Like, honestly, yeah. if anything, it was more reserved. Like, the for even the first fight with the slave traders, he literally hit them with the sheathed sword because he couldn't break it out. Like, it's not like he's decapitating people and fucking ice and, like, guys left and right. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there's the one scene where he, like, cuts the dude's hand off, right? Remember at the end when he's fighting the... um. Uh, the, oh my god, what's it? The wizard. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. No, I do know. Yeah. But even then, it's like... That was at the very end of the movie, and, like, bro, it's one scene. Like, yeah. on, it's one fucking scene. Well, I think scene. it's, like, and yeah, and, again, I wasn't, you know, like, she's right, right? Like, her, this movie depicts yes. this story in a different version exactly. than I think she intended in the books. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm getting at is I think, again, I'm one of those people who, like, when you're adapting something, you've got to make changes if you want it to stand mm-hmm. on its own two feet and not just be, like, a you know, movie version of this. Yeah. So I actually think that if we're talking about, like, you know, if we were the guys sitting here making this movie – I would be like, no, I think we need to leave that because I actually think that that gives this like moral legs to stand on. That's mm-hmm. like, no, this is the movie tales of Earthsea, not this isn't just the books. Yeah. Um, 
it's a tricky subject because I again I feel like the way they did it like it does come off at the end like very half-hearted to where it's like I could see why like because I feel I feel like I mean I don't know this woman and I don't know you know what she's about but like I feel like if I wrote a book like I would be less offended if somebody made that decision and like and like double down on it you know and like stuck to it and it incorporated it well into the story versus like all right it's here and then like because whatever why not you know yeah, yeah maybe and I mean she said she stated that the plot departed so greatly from her story that she was quote watching an entirely different story confusingly enacted by people with the same names as in my story yeah, so that's... that is what I wanted to get on because when you mentioned before is it is that the reason why people didn't like the movies because it wasn't depicted from I'm, original I'm curious work. yeah and I don't even think it's as much as it's not that in depth as you're thinking it because the movie itself with the plot that they went forward with I feel like they didn't even know what they wanted to do with it because okay. like in the beginning they you're led to believe that something's wrong with earth like sheep are dying like people are getting sick all this stuff something's happening like there's an imbalance in the world and the whole part of Sparrowhawk and you know his journey is to find said imbalances quote unquote and then you go through this whole story you're trying to figure out what's wrong with the earth and then you find Cobb who is uh, supposedly the crux to all this, which isn't really described in that manner because all this guy wants to do is get eternal life because he's afraid of death, more or less. And to do that, you need to open up the door of life and death. And, you know, whatever through, like, the true name of certain spirits that they don't, again, really go in depth on because I'm assuming that you must have some premise when you read the books because it's there, and I guess it's, like, for metaphorical reasons, you know? Like, obviously, you can say whatever right. you want, but, like there was no explanation for anything. It's like you get to this guy Cobb and you're like, all right, you're looking for eternal life. He's like, yeah, I'm opening up life and I'm yeah. opening up these, these two doors. And they're like, yeah, when, when you do this, the whole world's going to go to shit. And you're like, why, why, yeah. why, if you it, open these two doors, is this going to happen? And why is the world going to shit now? If you didn't open the doors to begin with. So it's like already there's a plot hole. It's like, if nothing has happened at this point, why is there already an imbalance in this world? Because Technically, that imbalance should happen after you do said, said things that you're not supposed to, and then you move on. So it just it felt like not, it was it was like there was two different plots going on, and they tried to like intertwine them in a way that they didn't explain it, so it didn't really make sense. Yeah, and right. you're really just left with when you're done watching it, where it's like, okay, he's dead. Is everything okay now? And well, like, why there was six plots going on? Well, um, well yeah, technically, yeah, movie. exactly. And it just made it confusing to where you're like, why, like when you watch it, you're like, why did I watch it? Because nothing happened. Like you were led to believe that the world was going to shit. And then you kind of got a half assed answer to why it was going to shit. But right, like yeah. that answer wasn't even like a part of the whole equation that you just laid out for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was just it doesn't, thrown in like, at the end. I, I didn't read any of the books. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure people who did read the books and then have seen this movie, that's a valid complaint, right? That they're like, this doesn't feel like the books. Cause I'm, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I can imagine that for the most part, like, remaining truthful to like how the books tell the story wasn't even a discussion on the table. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause again, if their decision going in was like, all right, we're doing this in one shot. Like I want this whole story wrapped up in an hour and a half or however long the movie is. Um, what happens is sort of like you were saying is you get such small snippets from each individual plot and story that like threaded together. It like doesn't, you know, doesn't yeah. look good. Nothing still, nothing makes sense. So you have effectively a whole movie 
about kind of nothing, you yeah, know? Apparently, if she says that it didn't even follow it correctly for what she has depicted, then then they really didn't even do the purpose that they were trying to achieve to begin with. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's fair. And I actually, to kind of answer my own question, you know, what we were mm-hmm. saying, like, I wonder how that affected opinions. Um, and this is strictly really for Japan speaking, right, from mm-hmm. the information I have. But Lee Gwynn's mixed opinions of the film is indicative of the overall reception of the film, particularly in Japan. In Japan, the film both found... Uh, found both strong proponents and detractors. Many of the opinions can be best summed up in the response to Lee Gwynn's comments on her website that the weak points of the film were the result of, quote, when too much responsibility was shouldered by someone not equipped for it. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking burn. Um, The critical reception in Japan was positive, but uh, received mixed reviews when comparing it to other Ghibli movies. Mm -hmm. Miyazaki was presented Japan's Bunshun Raspberry Award for, quote, worst director, with Tales from Ursie receiving the award for, quote, worst movie at the end of 2006. This film was nominated in 2007 for the Japan Academy Prize for Animation of the Year, losing to The Girl Who Leapt Through Time and was selected in the out-of-competition section at the 63rd Venice Film Festival. Rotten Tomatoes reported that 43% of critics have given the film a positive review based on 40 critics with an average rating of 5.17 out of 10. I guess that's positive because it's over 5. It is the lowest-rated film produced by Studio Ghibli on the website. Um, On Metacritic, the film was weighed an average score of 47 out of 100 based on 11 critic reviews indicating mixed or average reviews. So if that answers questions at all, it seems like a lot of the... You know, at least in Japan, a lot of the uh, decision was over. You know what I mean? Like how closely related the film was to the books. So I would assume I related a lot to uh, some of the um, like Marvel or DC movies that come out. In a, right. Like if you wanted to compare it or like have ties to some Western films um, in that, you know, you get those people out there and this goes to anime too, but uh, you know, example just pops in my head where it's like they read the comics or, you know, whatever you read the manga or whatever. And this is universal. And it's like some people out there are like, if you are not 100% on board with what this, you know, this is, and you're not doing this to a T like fuck your movie and everyone who made it right. Where there's some people where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, curious as to what creative liberties you were afforded. And I'm curious to see how those play out on screen, or maybe I've never read the books. Maybe I've never read the comics and things. And maybe I could see this as a standalone good movie because even Lee Gwynn says the creator of the film, or I'm sorry, of the book says that the film standalone was good, but it seemed like she was overall very offended that it didn't follow. You know what I mean? Like her plot and story. Yeah. So, well, that's mm-hmm. weird because like, again, as somebody who's never read the books, like I think it's just a bad movie. <laughs> like I don't, I don't think, I think there's a there's a middle line, right, between, like, the people who are, like, you know, all right, you're making a movie about this, got to follow the comics or manga or whatever exactly to a T, and the other side that's like, oh, I don't really care, like, I'll do whatever. Because no matter which side you lean on, like, if you still just don't do a good job with the project you're working on, like, none of that shit matters. You're not, like, I guess there's people who just don't care, right? And, like, if we're talking about everything you were saying about, like, the Japanese audience, whether it's like, oh, if you follow the books, like, then whatever. I don't care. I'll take a visual version of the books. But it's like, that even to me still is not a good, like, because the you want to make, my in my head, like, if you're adapting something, it's got to be different. Like, you can't just, like, one for one, you know what I mean, copy pasta, like, the whatever the source material is, because then what, what are you doing? Why are you spending money making a different thing? Like, just go make more of these books or reread the books. It's like, that's what these things are supposed to give you and supposed to offer is a new alternative and a new version of whatever. I mean, that's why I think the Marvel movies, you know, brought that up earlier, do so well. 
is because they mix up the source material just enough to where it's something new and it's something different that like new people who don't have any ties to that can associate with, but it sticks to why these characters are as you know, you know, well written written and created as they are, so that even people who have read the comics are like, all right, I, I know like they mix up that stuff, but like that's still Captain America or that's still you know what I mean? And it's like this I again I haven't read the books, but like if even the creator of the book says it, like this movie just doesn't hold up either end of the bargain, you know, where it's like it doesn't do well at adapting the books. And I don't really think, you know, I mean this is a little bit more objective, but again, as somebody who has pretty much gone through all of these Ghibli movies, I don't really think it stands as like a good movie. I think it's just very like it just flopped in my opinion. <laughs> All right. So th- with that being said, uh, with that being s- said, I loved it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was a lie. Uh, any closing thoughts? What would you rate it? Would you recommend people watch it? Uh, no seven. No closing thoughts. Go ahead, Gavin. Wow. A seven. I don't know. I just picked a number. Sorry. Six. Six, <laughs> five and a half, five and a half. Don't watch it. It's terrible. Literally, like, rate, literally, literally like, Gavin literally sneer, like, he dropped two numbers. Well, it's like seven. I could go like no, four. It made no sense. He's like, I don't recommend it. No, but I'm going to give it the same ranking of every actual like show. Yeah. I was like, what's the point of the ranking system? If you're just going to give it a fucking seven. I'm not going to lie. I kind of just like fucking tunnel vision and went on autopilot there. Um, five, five and a half. Five and a half. All five right. and a half. Well, I mean. Six. <laughs> I'm playing. Go Five ahead. <laughs> if you go to see our next episode, and Ian's not in it. Don't call the police. <laughs> He's not under this table dead. No. Um, oh, I would probably give it a five myself. Um, I wouldn't. It wasn't good by any terms of being an amazing movie. I wouldn't go as far as say it's terrible. For me, it was bearable at the end of the day. Like, I watched it. I was okay with it. It made me content. I didn't gain anything from it. And at times, I did feel, like, as I'm going through it, just I was asking myself why I was, like, continuing watching it because, like, nothing was happening. But I don't know. I've I've definitely seen worse. And aesthetically, it is very pleasing because it's a Jim Lee movie. And it is regarded for having, you know, good animation and stuff like that. So... If you like the style, you're definitely going to still get it from this movie. It's just the plot's not all there, and the character development isn't the best. So at the end of the day, I would say it's better for younger kids to watch it because most of the time they fucking That's eat their fair. boogers yeah. and like pick their ass. So <laughs> you, you, put, you put it on, and they're that just is what at every them. single little kid does, and there's absolutely no delineation between them. That's a good point, Gavin. No. <laughs> No, but facts. Like, you know, I was a dumbass little kid. I didn't pay attention to half the shit I watched. Like, it looks cool. I'm like, woo! You know, no, no, to good. be fair, although you worded that in an interesting way, I could see that as an argument for yeah. children, right? Because it was touted as an aesthetically pleasing movie. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it a thousand times, how when you're a child, like, you're not grasping the severity of, of said plot of points events, or if yeah. it's following the f- six books that you don't even know what to read. You know yeah. what I mean? Beforehand, like you're looking and you're like, dragons are dope. You know what I mean? Or like mm-hmm. whatever. And you're, you're watching it for very different reasons. Like you could yeah. pick up on that stuff. You know, it's not to say there's not some smart kids that are able to, but you know, generally speaking, mm-hmm. it starts to lose some of its, uh, is, you know, the illusion starts to fade as you get older. Cause you see, exactly. you like unveil the curtain and you're like, wait a fucking second, what is going on here? Right. And yeah. it's like, Try and capture that while they're young. So I could see your, you know, I could see your That's point. the thing. I think there's still an audience that can watch it and appreciate it on some terms. I wouldn't say it's a complete bust compared to other movies, which I would say were. Um, so I'd give it a five. If you want to watch it, watch it. You know, I don't care if you do or not, honestly. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you know my opinion because there's movies that I want you to watch. And if you don't, I will come to your house and beat you. And, like, this isn't a movie to where I really care as much to if you want to watch it or not. But 
Give it a try. How nice nothing better else to do. Yeah, <laughs> how, <laughs> how nice of you. I'll let you keep your legs. <laughs> what, are, what are your probably much more mellow tones of and thoughts on the on the movie? Um, first off, I'll start with the rating. Probably like a solid three. Wow. Um, I like how you started with mellow and it's like I, after he's like berating this shit. I, I just, I, so that's low. A thing to get to your, what your point you guys were saying about the kids that is one, if to me, if one of the perks of these movies that Studio Ghibli makes is that like I, as an eight year old kid could watch Spirited Away and be like, wow, this is a really cool looking movie. But like, also I get like what this message is because this kid who's having this coming of age tale, like that's something that I, you know, as an eight-year-old, and I'm sure many other eight-year-olds can relate to, like, I, you get that as a kid. Like, it gives it to you. You don't have to take it whether or not you want. It's up to you, but it's there for you. Bullshit, yeah. bro. I was going to say, bro, eight-year-old is fucking fast. watching I'm Spirited Away. No, you're, no, 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 you're wrong. You're 100% wrong. I am wrong. not, You're 100% wrong because no I, I did it. No fucking way. I, I literally you. did it. That's why I love I, the movie. No fucking way, bro. I had to watch, like, a 20-minute fucking, all right, like, All right, whatever. That's a personal problem. Anyway, anyway, my point, my fucking point is that if you have a movie like this where nothing happens, like what? Why would you? What's the point? If you could show somebody Spirited Away versus this, why would you show some kid a movie that's an hour and a half long where nothing happens? Because when you're a parent and you watch Spirited Away thirty six fucking times and you want to kill yourself because you know this <laughs> the fucking script verbatim and you want to mix it up, you just throw. You don't. You're a parent. You don't give a fuck. You don't have to watch. You just throw something on and you're like, all right, Timmy, go sit in the corner and fucking kill yourself. Like you're good <laughs> and just watch the movie. Right, so, I don't know where you, you went with what I was just saying. No, but it's no, not, no, you're no, not no, on no, the what same I'm page. At, it here. doesn't matter if the movie's like good or bad. It's just if a kid's gonna sit there but and watch. So this like is my argument. It does. I, I think it totally does. I think There's a kid no will point. sit there and watch it and be fine. You don't need to just get because a kid it. will sit there and watch it doesn't mean that it's fine though. And that's my point is that if there are plenty of great Studio Ghibli films that will capture a kid's imagination and attention, why would you go? Why would you show them the worst when you have a whole plethora of just objectively better because films I don't to show think, them. I don't think it's that bad to where it wouldn't spark their creativity and imagination. I just think it's to the point where, theoretically, they're not going to get as much plot points that they would from another movie. But I personally think at that age, because me, I didn't understand shit, nor was that what I was... That wasn't what I was achieving when watching a movie or a show of any sorts. I was purely watching it for the visual appeal and just the conversations that they were having. And then after that, it was in one ear, out the other ear. So I didn't really pay attention to plot points. And obviously you did when you were that age, because you said it was spirited away when you were eight, you learned those things and they made an impact on your life. I just feel like most kids, when they watch shows, it they don't, they don't take it to heart. And I don't think this is a movie that is going to, even if you wanted it to, you're not going to take it to heart. I guess but that's my I point is then why would you rob a kid of the possibility of doing that though? I don't I think, think they watch the okay, movie. So, so here's the thing, right? So I think, and honestly, I'm very glad that we got into this. Look, this movie is so bad. It literally ruins friendships. <laughs> if you wanted a fucking, if you want a rating, there's your rating. Watch it at your own peril. No, no, um, no, to be fair though, I think that, all right. So to be fair, there were, you know, like critics and whatever that rated this, this, this generally got a 50, you know, it got a five out of 10 for the most part, right? Like anywhere from a 45% to a 55% based off general critic reviews and in Japan, right? It was mm -hmm. pretty split down the middle, which means that some people did like this film, sure. about 50% of them, right? So to be fair, if you were in the business of just showing your kids new shit and you came across it, I don't think if we're talking about robbing them of the possibility, I think you show them both, right? Like I think 
to your point that you could be potentially, if that's where we're going with robbing them of something that they might enjoy in not watch and not showing them that film. Right. Because although we might not really fuck with it and you really don't fuck with it, there might be a kid or as we've seen, there are people out there that do fuck with it. So like maybe yeah, that's that child, fine. I was talking know? about my opinion, though, when I was giving this rating. No, no, no. So no, in no, my no, opinion, no. I don't think you sh- anybody should watch it. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything you're saying, but I, well, all I'm, ta- I'm talking yeah. in objective opinion here. This yeah. is just straight. That's just, that's it. I, yeah. yeah, all of that's right, but doesn't matter because I'm talking about my opinion. <laughs> you're, you're, okay. <laughs> you're trying to rate this fucking movie so we can end this goddamn episode. Like, and these niggas are bringing up all it? the Google facts. <laughs> I say, like, if I see a kid watching it, I'm going to just beat him. And then I'm going to break the screen. Yeah, I'm going to be Gavin for this. <laughs> Look, I think this movie is you're a terrible movie. It's a three out of ten. That's it. We're wrapping it up. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god, bro, that's fucking great. Anyway, uh, let us know your thoughts <laughs> on the movie uh, if you enjoyed it. Um, I hope that you didn't because then you might not enjoy this episode. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you can. I hope you didn't no, because clearly, movie. if someone really fucked with this episode or this movie and they watch this episode, they're gonna be like, "I hate all of you." Well, <laughs> like, the good news is like, these are all Patreon episodes, so hopefully they true. fuck with us enough to not care that we hate this movie. <laughs> Because otherwise they won't ever see the episode anyway. And also let us know if Isaiah is being too critical of it. And let us know if you watched Spirited Away at eight years old and was able to pick up the entire plot. Yeah, but keep all that shit to yourself. Because Ian's clearly got something to prove here. And uh, I think we need to end this fucking episode. It's officially gone off the rails. and I don't know how. Oh, fuck, man. No, all jokes aside, though, let us know, you know, yeah. what's going on, what you thought of the film, what other films, you know, by Ghibli you think are much better. And, um, you know, that's really all we have for now, though. Thank you for listening. And until next time, we'll catch you guys on the flip. Peace. Later. Screaming out Bankai. We just some ghouls though. Who likes seeing parts fly?